Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. wise sound choice in Central Virginia listening to Folk and Beyond on WTJU Charlottesville 91.1.
This is Air Steven with WTJU, and you just heard that beat, a tune from Anchors in Anvils by Amy LeVere, that, you know, there's a lot of albums I get and a lot of CDs that come through that I listen to, and rarely is there one that gets me excited and touches my heart and touches my psyche like this album of Amy LeVere's Anchors in Anvils. And we have on the phone with us today, Amy LeVere. How you doing, Amy? I'm great. So you're in Memphis right now? Yes, I'm in Memphis, and I'm, I'm at my little day job here uh, at Sun Studio that I work at when I'm home in Memphis. So Amy LeVere, your haunting, haunting music has really struck me. And reading about you, you were, you know, you moved all over the place when you were young. Uh, yes, I was a General Motors brat, so much like an Army kid, my family traveled around to wherever they were building the new plant, which obviously isn't happening, sadly, quite as much right now, but it was an interesting childhood. It, it was a musical family? I did have a musical family. My, my dad actually, had, uh, he got his scholarship for playing drums, but he didn't finish school. He was an iron worker, a union iron worker, and he quit to support the family. But my mother, she, all my life has written songs and played guitar well and sang, but never professionally. And so yeah, I had a lot of a lot of support, and it was definitely a musical family. And when you were in Detroit, and I guess in your teens, you were a Debbie Harry punkster, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or you did know, you forget a, about that? Well, you know, it, I grew up on country music and uh, folk music and things I really like now, but. You know, you have to find your own voice, and you certainly want to rebel against your, you know, your family, I guess your parents, you know, at some point. So there was definitely a phase in my life where I got very much into punk rock and had the mohawk and the whole bit. And I still definitely relate to the aesthetic, but I'm not quite that angry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not that angry, but somewhat scary. (laughs) Well, I'll take that. (laughs) The, the, the tune on Anchors and Anvils that I guess it even kicks the album off with is called Killing Him. And it's the first tune of yours that I heard when I clicked onto your MySpace and checked you out. And, and here comes this, uh, what's, what's the line? Killing Him Didn't Make the Love Go Away? Yes, it is pretty scary, isn't it? That is pretty scary. Hey, can you tell us about how this song got wrote? Sure. Um, actually, a really good friend of mine named Misty was retelling the story to me and she had been watching the news, and on the news there was a woman in handcuffs, and she was being led away by the police, and there was a crowd that had gathered, and she was screaming at them in anguish, killing them, didn't make the love go away. And apparently she had murdered her husband, and they had been married some 30 years, and she really was obviously quite upset with herself about it. And it just, she was telling me about that, and I, it just never left my mind and it was about a year later that I wrote a song about it uh, so I really you know just stole it right out of her mouth that probably over writer's credits really but I thought that was pretty profound that statement yeah it is very profound it reminds me of a John Randall tune she put that bottle to her head and pulled the trigger and finally blew away his memory Life is short, this time it was bitter. Held the bottle to my head and pulled the trigger that he did on that double suicide song. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there's so many uh, great songs about, you know, tortured love where someone actually goes that far. And 
Another great one that was really inspiring to me was uh, Miss Otis' Regrets that Ella Fitzgerald did. Uh, that's a song that, as if, as if some servant is speaking for her, saying Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today, and then the story goes that she had murdered her husband that, that day and she wouldn't be able to make lunch. <laughs> it's a fabulous song. Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today madam miss otis regret she's unable to lunch today she is sorry to be delayed but last evening down in lovers lane she strayed Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. When she woke up and found that her dream of love was gone, madam, she ran to the man who had led her so far astray. From under her velvet gown She drew a gun and shot her lover down Madam, Miss Otis regrets She's unable to lunch today are you responsible for finding Jim Dickinson to produce you? Did he find you, or how did that happen? Well, um, Jim and I became aware of each other through Paul Taylor, who's the drummer um, on both my records and at my touring drummer as well. Uh, Paul grew up playing with Luther and Cody, Jim Dickinson's sons, and um, actually the we've became familiar with each other through Paul uh, requesting or suggesting that I do some upright bass work with Jim. Jim does perform live around Memphis and Paul had um, turned him on to me to back him up on some gigs. So I became familiar with Jim by backing him up actually and that really, I was just always aware of what he had done. I mean, I had been a fan of his work for some time. So just through getting to know Jim gave me the confidence to ask him to produce the record. And uh, to my surprise, he, he was really, he seemed to be excited to take on the project and I think we're both excited to work with each other again later this year. Well for those listeners who aren't familiar with Jim Dickinson from his name, he's a musician that has worked with Ry Cooter and the Stones and Aretha Franklin has had like a 40-year relationship with Bob Dylan as well as a great producer and and I want to I've got a quote here from him that I think, to me, really encapsulated a lot of what's happening with your music. And and coming from a producer, it's pretty strong stuff, especially this man. He says, as a producer, you take the artist out to the edge of the cliff where they have to learn to trust you. And, of course, you push them off. A lot of them fall, but Amy has the wings to fly. In fact, I think it's one of the best records I've ever made. 
There's an underlying darkness that's kind of Twin Peak-ish to me. Plus, you can triple slap that upright bass like Willie Dixon on steroids. That's, yeah, that's a little nice, isn't it? That's pretty amazing, especially coming from somebody of his caliber. And I tend to agree with him. This is just an incredible album. And why don't we hear the song we've been talking about, and then we'll come back and talk about a couple other things. As uh, The last time somebody made a stop like this on the way up to New York City that I remember was a while back. Well, I'm sure there might be others, but uh, reminiscent of Gillian Welch and David Rawlings that were headed to New York and stopped in Charlottesville as, as kind of a warm-up on the way up to, to the Big Apple. And you're going to be performing on Conan's uh, late-night show on Groundhog Day. Yes, how crazy is that? Yeah, maybe it'll repeat itself over and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, here's, here's Killing Him by Amy LeVere from Anchors and Anvils on Folk and Beyond right here on WTJU Charlottesville. Speaking with Amy LeVere, who is a 
Well, yeah, I guess we can call you still a new artist, can't we? Um, sure. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you've I been around feel, for a while. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I still feel new. <laughs> and and especially since the, your your first two CDs were in 2005 and then last year, I believe? Yes, this uh, last one was recorded over a year ago at this point. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to record again, really. Are your live shows full of brand new stuff that's not um, recorded on CDs yet? or There's some. There's some. I mean, there's things from Anchors and Anvils I still in some ways feel obligated to play. But uh, we do have a lot of new material, and the being that we've toured so much over the last two years, and I finally um, have a, a real band. It really is a band identity more than I feel a solo artist anymore. I finally have a couple of musicians that are really committed to touring with me um, constantly. And so the, va- the band has actually developed into much more of a aggressive kind of rock and roll trio as opposed to, you know, what you hear on the record. People get mad when you tell them that they're wrong You say you'll be quick, but then you take too long You tell them that it's over, but it keeps on going on People get mad when you turn them away When you ask them to leave, but they're wanting to stay Or you're ready for bed, but they still But um, we still play some of the material off of Anchors and Anvils, yes. Well, you'll be stopping through here at the Gravity Lounge in Charlottesville on January 30th. And let's see, that would be a Friday night. I want to get that word out because people need to come down and and see Amy LeVere before she never would come to a place like that again. Well, it is my first time. That's right, and it's that's the hardest I would imagine in your tour when you start touring and people haven't heard of you yet, and and I guess you, you know, I can't hardly picture you as an opening act after hearing this CD, but I imagine you had tons of openers in front of uh, people that were much more well known, so that that you could get a chance to be seen. Sure, that's that's been the, the story of the last two years of my life, really. There are some places that we've been, you know, uh, going back to and going back to where it's just. We're really starting to make strides there and have uh, really great crowds. It's a big country, you know. To, it's hard to hit them all in a year, for sure. Not only is your music multidimensional, where you might play a waltz or a tango, or, or like you say, you now you're starting to rock out more, or something that's just so classic singer-songwriter that will ring in your ear like uh, killing him for like days, and you won't take it off. You'll just listen to it over and over and over. <laughs> Um, but you also have a bit of an acting career going on, eh? Well, it's, I, I think the word bit is, is the <laughs> important word in that statement, but I, I've, I've lucked into a couple of really great situations um, uh, through playing music here in Memphis. Um, when they came here to film the Johnny Cash biopic, Walk the Line, 
Uh, it was actually an assistant casting director who had caught a performance and had asked me to come and audition as the role for Wanda Jackson, who I was quite a fan of, so that was a really big honor. But it's a tiny little part, and it really got a lot tinier once it hit the cutting room floor. And then uh, Craig Brewer, who uh, wrote and directed Black Snake Moan and Hustle and Flow, he had, I guess... You know, it, it, I guess it's a stretch to call him a fan, but he had been coming to see me play pretty regularly around Memphis and invited me to audition for a small part in Black Snake Moan. And then um, he has me, I guess, starring really in this little miniseries that's um, about Memphis musicians called Five Dollar Cover that's going to launch at South by Southwest this year that's going to be uh, aired on MTV's website. So there, there's a wonderful website up right now called Five Dollar Cover that you can go ahead and, you know, read about it there and see some photographs from the episodes. And it was a blast. And this is already filmed and everything now then? It's filmed, yes. Um, in fact, I'm going to be leaving this weekend to go to Sundance Film Festival. Uh, they're going to show it there. So I'm really excited. I've never been, and I'm excited to see snow. I found a bow and a little A store that was full of nothing that I was there for. I bought it for a song I had saved up in a pocket, and I tucked it in my coat like a sniper with a rocket. I walked around the cold, cold town. Just a maiden on a mission Consumed with ideas Of revenge and redemption But you gotta learn to shoot first If you're aiming to kill So is this something that has episodes then when it runs on MTV? Or is it something that's a two-hour movie? or No, it's a... They're called webisodes, actually. Oh. They're little eight-minute webisodes. And uh, Craig is a huge fan of music, and you you see him out constantly at shows in Memphis. And he just sort of handpicked a slew of musicians from Memphis that he really liked, and he made us all into actors, you know, uh, just for this little storyline that he had created. So a lot of it is situational where... You know, we're given the storyline and a not much of a script, really. A lot of it's just improv. So it's a, it's definitely fictitious, uh, but it comes across, you know, it comes across almost real, but it, it's not a reality show of any sort. It really is a little mini-series. And it's, every artist in each episode is featured, and they get to perform one of their songs. And it's pretty cool. It's a really cool way to showcase Memphis music, in my opinion. And these are all Memphis musicians, then? Everyone involved is a Memphis musician. Uh, ben from Lucero has a is featured. Um, Al Capone, fabulous rapper, is featured. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. Jack Oblivion uh, is in there. Harlan T. Bobo. Some really great bands. And I Snow see. Globe. I see you all get to be who you are. In other words, your names, even though they don't use a last name, your names are all your first names. We're no, we're we're all, you know, in some loose way playing ourselves. You know, my character, but it is a character, you know, I'm, 
it has to have some drama, of course. So, you know, for instance, my character is involved in a bit of a love triangle, and I've actually never been involved in a love triangle. So, <laughs> you know, it's not really real, but you sort of react, I guess, to the best that you'd think you might react in that situation. I think I come across far more dramatic than I am in real life, but <laughs> it's uh, entertainment anyway. best friend was her own heartbeat With every little step she'd take She'd get one step closer to leaving Sitting in the kitchen at night She'd listen to the washing machine Wishing that she could leave But there were so many loads to clean And she could hear it in her head like the change she'd been saving in a jar Chains on the front porch swing Were creaking like steps in the dark One day soon This is all gonna end One day soon Maybe it'll all begin I guess we'd have to talk to some of those other people in your real life to find that out for sure, right. from that different perspective. Well, most uh, of them would say, we've never seen you mad before, because I have to get pretty angry in that. Uh, that surprises me from listening to your album. Well, it's <laughs> but, repressed. It, it's incredible stuff. It, it kind of fits a category that I self-title uh, Americana Noir. Thank you. Which is, uh, could be its own own genre. Well, in fact, let's start a movement like Arlo Guthrie. You know, pretty soon everybody around the world can be saying that. I really like that a lot. <laughs> I like that best so far, I think. Well, it's amazing stuff. Again, we're talking with Amy LeVere, and she's taking the time on her busy schedule before she fits in Sundance Film Festival. And after she stops in Charlottesville, she'll be stopping up in New York City to be on uh, late Night with Conan O'Brien, and she's also got something coming up at Mountain Stage in West Virginia, I believe. Very in Charleston. About that too. And uh, she'll be having Charlottesville to test the waters out on a crowd that doesn't know her, so hopefully folks will get down there and, and give this incredible artist some great support. Amy, it's been so great talking with you, and I hope that in the future we can do a piece and catch up with you. Well, I really appreciate that. I'd like that, too. Let's see. I was thinking about going out with one of two songs, and I might let you pick. And in either way, we go back into the darkness a bit. We've got Overcome, which tends to be kind of a, a tribute to an emotional breakdown that's in a waltz. And we've got Pointless Drinking, which oh, is pointless kind of... Drinking. Pointless Drinking is the request from the artist. That's what we'll do then. <laughs> All right. Amy LeVere, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your time. it end? Where to begin? Who are your friends? Who are your foes? You'll never know long as you go. Pointless drinking till it sounds like they're all speaking poorly in Spanish. Who do you wish would totally vanish? It's only 
Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. 